Welcome, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I am Nate. We are here with Jimbo. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Bowman week, baby. Yes. Weeks of the year. That's right. That it is Bowman baseball week. There's three Bowman weeks in a year, and we are on numero uno. Bowman baseball coming out tomorrow, May 4th. We are recording this on a Tuesday, May 3rd. When you're listening to us, it is probably May 4th, so I guess it's coming out today. And uh, I could not be more excited, Jimbo. This is like literally a holiday for me. It's just so exciting because this is what I, this is my favorite product by far. Like this is, you know, let's say tier one, and then there's like a bunch of tiers, and then there's like, you know, in between, and then, you know, the next product is below that. So this is just, I love, I love Bowman week, especially when it's a loaded, loaded, loaded checklist like this. It is, it is insane. Absolutely insane what we have going on this year. Um, Pretty, pretty exciting. So let's get into it. And I'll just get, spend a brief few minutes talking about the overall um, product, and then we will get into some names because I know that's what you guys are here for. You're here for the names, not for the product itself per se, but the product um, for Bowman Chrome and Bowman Auto. So the rainbow, at least what's in Hobby and HTA Jumbo, is made up of, and this is straight from Beckett, refractors $4.99, speckle $2.99, purple to $2.50, Fuchsia refractors to 199, fuchsia lava refractors to 199, um, blue 150, blue shimmer 150, aqua 125, aqua shimmer to 125, greens to 99, green shimmer 99, mini diamond green to 99, yellow to 75, yellow mini diamond to 75, orange to 25, orange shimmer to 25, gold to 50, gold shimmer to 50, red to 5, red lava to 5, super refractor printing plate, one of ones. Um, that obviously was all of the parallels for the Chrome and then for the autos, it's slightly different. You've got refractors to 499, speckle 299, purple 250, blue 150, atomic 100, green 99, green shimmer 99, yellow 75, gold 50, gold shimmer 50, orange 25, orange shimmer 25, red to five, red lava to five and super to one. Uh, what's kind of interesting there is that they have a significant, a significant amount more parallels for the non-autos, specifically fuchsia, blue shimmer, aqua, green mini diamond, yellow mini diamond, and I believe the lavas. No, they have lavas for auto. So they have a lot more parallels for the non-autos. What is interesting here is I'm pretty sure. I saw one numbered to three ninety nine when I was opening. Oh no, what? Maybe it was fuchsia numbered. I'm confused. I'm confused, but I think fuchsia is also two ninety nine for non autos. So it says one ninety nine here, but it also says two ninety nine, and I'm I'm not hundred percent sure why. But I did see a when we were opening the Bowman Blasters a Felix Valerio fuchsia numbered to three ninety nine. So. Take that with a grain of salt. Obviously, there's going to be a bunch of insert sets, um, vi- uh, virtuistic vibrations, hi-fi futures. We've got that type of stuff. They will have autos, um, Bowman in 3D. There will be one of those per hobby box. Those are pretty cool. And those also sometimes have autos. The other cool thing is that these top 100 
inserts and also like these Bowman in 3Ds. If it has a rookie on it, like a Wander or a Jaron Duran for the top 100, they'll have a rookie logo in the corner. So be in previous years, I don't know if they did this, but this year I saw Jaron Duran top 100 rookie logo, which I think just adds a little bit to it. I like that. Yeah, I do too. I think it's uh, I think it's a nice little uh, addition. And then lastly, for the autos, um, we've got the All-American Under Armour, the Bowman Buyback Autograph Checklist with Chipper Jones, David Wright, Jim Tomei, guys like that, Scott Rowland, Tim Salmon. Uh, Bowman in 3D Autograph Checklist. I don't know why I read Checklist. Uh, Bowman Invicta Autographs, Bowman Prospect Autographs, Bowman Scouts Top 100 Autographs, Bowman Ultimate Autograph Book Card Checklist. One card, it says here. So, um I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. And then Chrome Prospect autographs, Chrome Rookie autographs, and Dual Bowman Prospect autographs, Rookie of the Year favorite autographs, Virtuistic Vibrations autographs, and that's it. So there's going to be a ton of autographs in here. One thing I should mention really quick, there are some guys that we will not talk about because they have autographs only. So like Brian Acuna, I don't have him in my notes. He's an autograph only guy, and I'm talking about Bowman Chrome first guys that you can get the base cards of autographs later. And then also Eloy Jimenez's brother, Enoy Jimenez, has a paper auto. And he's got a paper auto out of retail only. And Elijah Tatis also has a paper auto out of retail only, hmm. which pretty interesting. Obviously, the paper the paper autos are not like to die for, but yeah, since they're sticker. You, they're sticker, they're paper, but you can't get Elijah Tatis or Enoy Jimenez on, on Chrome, mm -hmm. Chrome autos. You can get an Elijah Tatis Bowman Chrome card, but you can't get Chrome autos. So, and you can't get an Enoy Jimenez Chrome card. So there are brothers in this big, big time brothers of major stars in the MLB, and they have varying degrees of Brian Acuna. No Bowman Chrome first, but he does have a Bowman Chrome auto. Enoy Jimenez, no Bowman Chrome first, but a Bowman paper auto. And Elijah Tatis, a Bowman Chrome first, but no Bowman Chrome first auto, but he does have a paper auto. Make sense? <laughs> There's a lot there. I like it. Um, I think the paper autos are sneaky because there's some players that I like that, you know, not not in this checklist, but in the past that only have paper autos. And they're definitely there's definitely not a lot of them. No, like it's the, the print run. To, to put it in perspective, we opened 12 blasters on Thursday. Shout out Walmart for sending them early. We hit one auto of um, Jeremy Wu. Was it Jeremy? Something Wu. Brian Wu. I should I should find this real quick. See if I can see if I can find this. I am so pumped for this checklist. Yeah, dude. Brian, I don't think I've Brian. ever seen a checklist like this. Yeah. So let's talk about the checklist real quick. Not not talking autos here. Not talking autos. Just talking Bowman Chrome firsts. I counted 87 Bowman Chrome firsts, which is crazy. The amount of pitchers was six. I don't think it, we've ever had this. It's, ne it's never been done. It's it, never been done. 
this is very interesting because I was talking to my buddies over at Tops the, that, that do a lot of the Bowmans, you know, that that put this uh, set together. And, you know, I they, I know last year with with COVID, they have, they were having a lot of issues getting autos in and, and all of that. So they, you know, they, they kind of pushed a lot of the players they wanted in some of the products last year and the year before that. And George Valera. like a lot of them. So I think this is just like like. This is a once in a time. Well, who knows? It might happen again in the future. But I think this is just like to catch up. And we're just, we get to enjoy one of the best checklists that we have. I haven't, you know, obviously they're all young guys, but the the risk to reward, like the mutual fun aspect of this set is just incredible. There are 81 position players. That's why I'm betting you at least five of them become stars. Oh my gosh. You know? Like there's, there's a ton of potential here and it's, it's, it's just, it's crazy to me. Now on the flip side, does this mean that 2022 Bowman Chrome is going to be absolutely brutal and loaded with pitchers? Maybe who knows? I I don't think so. I think this is just a way for them to catch up for the last, you know, year and a half, two years. And then why are they only catching up on hitters? There are pitchers that have autos also. Because I think I think there's still more in, and they know that pitchers aren't as desirable. So it's like, okay, we're gonna have 87 in here. You know, do we want to put in, you know, 150, or do we just want to put in the stuff that the people want and then go from there? Because you I don't know. I, I just feel like there's so much talent these days that because there still are some some players that are missing from this that I think will be in the next um, Bowman Chrome. And then you will have the draft. Like, that's the thing. Like a lot of the, you know, international kids from that were signed last year, you know, there's some of them in here, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. who, who knows? Who knows? I mean, but there's also guys that draft that aren't in here. Shout out Jack Leiter pitcher. Yeah. So you know, it goes it goes both ways, but I do like your thinking, and I am hopeful that Bowman Chrome is also good. But the fact that this is 87 position players, and obviously not all of them are going to be good. You're going to go through this list, and we I took down the names of every single guy and hyperlinked their fan graphs page and jotted down notes, and you'll go through this list and you'll find 20 a 24-year-old, right? You don't want to invest in a 24-year-old. You'll find 23-year-olds. You'll find guys that are speed and defense, no power definite utility players but then you'll also find guys with 70 grade hit tools shout out felix valerio you'll find Mm -hmm. guys with 70 grade power um and stuff like that shout out john kenzie noel and um so it's 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 a good it's a good mix and then there's also just you know a ton of 18 year olds if i had a dollar for every 18 year old that had just turned 18 within the last couple months and we'll be playing this entire year at 18, I'd have like $15 probably, which is crazy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a solid Taco Bell order right there. That is. Well, nowadays it's less solid because of inflation. Shout out Taco Bell raising their dollar menu to $1.15, now to like $1.60. No big deal, but whatever. But the people want names. Yes. But before that, so I was just thinking – Right. You know how you're asked about Bowman Chrome. I was thinking this, maybe what they do for Bowman Chrome is because now the rookie logos, not Bowman first, but like the rookie logos are now like getting the love that they should, the getting a little bit of a premium that 
because we have such a good rookie class, they put a Julio Rodriguez, a Bobby Witt, a Torque, all those in the Bowman Chrome to make them juicier there. I do like that idea. Put, they put all of them. Put all of them in Bowman Chrome. They did that make, with Tatis. Make, and- make that a rookie. Make that a rookie set with some firsts. Yeah. And then make this the first set for all the international guys and guys in the draft that didn't um, get their first yet. I could yeah. get on board with that. I think that's uh, what they're doing. I like, I like that idea. I really do. Cool. But, yeah, let's let's name some names, dude. Let's dive into this 86 first uh, or 87 Bowman first checklist. Yeah, so let's name some names. Now, I toyed around with the idea of just yelling out every name really quick as oh, fast no. as I could. Don't, don't do that, please. Well, that'd be terrible podcasting. So I'm going to save you guys from that. What we will say is this. We are not going to bring up every name. 87 names is a ton, and that would take forever, and we do want to keep this under an hour for you guys. So we're not going to do that. So like Carlos Aguar from the Twins, we're not bringing him up outside of right now. You're not going to hear anything about Benjamin Bailey. Um, You're not going to hear anything about Yorbit Vivas, guys like that. If you're interested in those guys, please Look them up yourselves. It is it is a good time. And maybe I could share this. If anybody's interested, maybe I could share my little note page with you so you could see what I wrote down and also get what the if, hyperlinks without having to look all these names up yourself. Um I'll be I'll be doing pushing out some uh like uh some posts on my Instagram and I'll I'll send it to Dean and Corners as well with the breakdown on a lot of these players. I like it with more in depth because we can't go in depth on all these guys. So that will be a way to, and then you guys can click the save button. Cause I have done that the last couple of years. I also don't envy you, but that's okay. <laughs> um, fun. after, after having just had to grab all of these guys, Fangraphs pages and take notes for the last like four hours. I don't envy you. <laughs> oh, I love this stuff, dude. I do um, this stuff. well let's start off and we're going to go in order of the checklist. So I took all the firsts in order as they go down. And so the first name we want to talk about on the checklist, John Kenzie Noel. So John Kenzie is a big, big boy. He is a Guardians prospect. A-plus ball, 20 years old, first baseman, 70 raw power, 50 field. So he's got like that little benchmark of power to play first, 50 field, 20 years old. He's not uber interesting from like a... I would want to invest in him standpoint, but just knowing how people work and the fact that he has six home runs already this year in 69 plate appearances becomes infinitely more, more interesting. So Mm -hmm. um, for me, John Kenzie Noel is the first guy that you should keep your eye on. Obviously, Jimbo, you know this. I know this. As you get older and you get closer to the MLB or you get into the MLB, Guys like Pete Alonso, Jordan Alvarez, Eloy Jimenez, first base DH type guys don't sell very well. So yes. if you, so one one thing with this guy, he has the power, he has all that, you know, the hit tool, you know, his his uh, his average average will probably be in question. But when you're, let's say you put this guy on your on your watch list, look out for the strikeouts and the the just ball like hitting the ball and play he'll i'm sure he'll have the power numbers um and he's definitely one if you if you hit something of him and you rip a bunch of packs and you hit something of them i would i would throw him in 
in a box and um, not touch it until later because he has the potential. But yeah. because the power's there, there's like always like certain categories that you're like, oh, he's gonna have that, but I'm gonna keep an eye on this. If I if if he figures that part out, I should go out and buy more. Yeah, and also so it should be said that you know a guy like this, while he's an A ball, while he's an A plus ball, not unfathomable for him to go on a run of like seven home runs in a week. People get really pumped up as long as you're on top of what you have. Mm-hmm. If you have your cards sorted so you know where to look. You can find those guys pretty quick, get them listed, get them sold. It wouldn't be the type of guy I'd probably hold until the MLB. I'm not a big power only type of guy, but power only in a ball works pretty well. All right. Since we have to go pretty fast, there's a decent number of names. Number two on the list and also the biggest name on the list, Khalil Watson. 16th overall pick from the Marlins. He's 19, shortstop, only 5'9". Um, but, uh, which I can't say, I'm 5'7", so, you know, taller than me, shout out. But still, only 5'9", and yet he's been electric this year. He's got 60-game power. He's fast. He can field. He does it all. He's striking out a ton, striking out 44% of the time in A-ball, which is alarming. But he also has five home runs and three stolen bases in 18 games, which is pretty stinking good. You know, that's a that's a 2020 guy as a 19-year-old in his first taste of A-ball. We'll yeah. take that. He's hitting 282 with a 325 on base and a 577 slugging. Just turned 19, too. So he'll be 19 the entire season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 19 years old and 17 days. That's crazy. This guy is the guy I am most excited about. Um, I'm curious what his prices will be on – um, but I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure it'll be high, but I like him more than, than, uh, like value. I see it's hard for me. Cause I always base things on what they're selling for, but mm-hmm. if this guy's selling under, uh, Meyer, uh, Meyer and, um, Lawler, I I'd rather pick up Watson personally. Really? Yeah. If, if it's, if his prices are lower now, if his prices are higher, that's a different story. But if there's value there, this kid's legit. Now, hear me out. We're only 18 games in this season. No need to overreact. But striking out 44% of the time is nerve-wracking. He's doing damage when he's making contact. But if he, say he were to keep that up, and he probably won't, but if he were to keep that up, as he gets to higher levels, better pitching, they won't give him pitches to drive. And if he's still striking out that much, you're going to watch that on-base percentage, that slugging drop like a rock yeah but i don't worry so that's here's the thing like i look at numbers and all that stats for these guys when they're young but i don't really like take it into consideration that much when they're that young i mean this dude just turned 19 and he's already like he's playing with with kids much older than him like he's supposed to do that at that level he's supposed to figure it out he's supposed to to challenge himself I mean, yes, I am. I am. What I, I guess what I'm concerned about is like if this was a 35% walk rate, strikeout rate, I wouldn't be uber, uber concerned. 45%. Okay, so he's two years younger than league average, but he's striking out 45% of the time. Like that's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm okay with a young guy striking out and he's making hard contact when he's making contact. Like you don't get a 902 OPS unless you're making hard contact and driving the ball. 
with a 325 on base percentage. Like that's hard to do. You have to have over a 600 slugging um, or a close to it. So like that is interesting to me, but there's a difference between challenging yourself and striking out some and striking out 45% of the time. It's weird. It's weird. I'm not uber concerned at all. You're right. He is young. He is talented and he is hitting the ball really hard. My concern is that because of how his stats are going right now, maybe he feel he won't feel like he needs a a, a change in approach. And when he gets older against stif- stiffer competition, he is going to run into situations where he is not driving the ball because they're much better pitchers commanding the ball significantly better inside, outside the zone. And then those strikeouts are going to rear their ugly head if he if he doesn't change his approach. Because like, if you have an approach that has a 44% strikeout rate, that's not good. No matter if you are hitting the ball well or not. So that's my concern. I agree. I agree with some of that. I don't know. I just, he's above a level where he should be right now for how young he is. And I've seen it firsthand with these guys. Like when I was, when I was with the Dimebacks, I got to be with the, with like the single A team down in something a lot. And they just seen the mindset of all that. And we had a couple kids that were like that 18, 19 age. And they, they had the same aspect of this, like striking out a ton. And I remember sitting there with like the other guys and like the other coaches sitting there and listening to them talk to these kids I was just sitting there. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize all this. And then they were fine career-wise. So, yeah. And um, and again, I'm not trying to overreact. I was just playing devil's advocate to No, I like it. I like do it. it. Just just in case. And and for me again, I'm not concerned about a 19-year-old that hit, that is hitting the ball hard that's striking out more than normal. Just it gives me a little bit of pause because I do I do I do worry when it's that high. Yeah. It's definitely something to keep an eye on because that, that can't continue, but I'm very curious to see how, what he does like for the rest of the season and compare it by month. So a lot of these guys too is compare it by month with when you're looking at stats, like don't just look at the overall stats, see how well they are improving because. And, And the same thing, the same thing with any sport, you know, you look at the Bucks and you look at their def- their team defense and then you look at their team defense after Brooke is back night and day, Brooke Lopez, night and day. And yet, if you were going into the playoffs, you're the Celtics fan, you look at the Bucks defense, you're like, oh, they're not a good defensive team. They're merely an average defensive team. Uh, I'm not worried about it. Well, all those statistics are Brooke Lopez less. Now you add Brooke Lopez to the defense and we become maybe the best defensive team in the NBA playoffs. And so like, you can't just, you take the whole season on its head, you're going to get the false picture. And I agree. You take some of this on its head, you get a false picture. Instead, you can go month by month and see how these young kids are developing, especially really young guys. So I'd like that. Oh yeah. All right, we're on we're on uh, player number two, and we're almost at 24 minutes. All right, we will speed up here. <laughs> uh, number three, well, Khalil Watson is the biggest name. So. No, I got you, I got you. Um, number three is Curtis Mead. So Curtis Mead was picked up from the Phillies a couple years ago by Tampa Bay, and he's developed himself into a top 100 prospect, number 49 overall per fan graphs. He is a 21-year-old third baseman. He's got a great hit tool. 
He's not a great fielder, but he's got a great hit tool and he's got decent power. And uh, he also has a good eye at the plate, 10 and a half walk percentage to 11.8% K percent in double A. He's hitting 317 with a 421 on base and a 603 slugging in the early going. And it's not like his batting average balls in play is astronomically high. It's sitting at 327. So Curtis Mead, ready for triple A right now. Uh, we'll see if he gets called up. He played a few games last year, four games in triple A, skip double A. He will get called up to triple A sometime soon. We'll see how he does. But uh, he could be in the majors for the Rays this year or if need be a trade piece. Um, but one of the few top hundred guys on this list and also one of the better bats. Yeah, this kid's phenomenal. Just classic Rays, just stockpiling infielder like athletic infielders that that can that can do it all this kid is very impressive and i'm very excited to see where they put him but they have so many shorts like the reason why he's in double a right now you got videl brujan you had isaac paredes that they traded uh you know he's a shortstop from the tiger infielder from the tigers they, they got austin meadows he just got called up and there's just so many infielders that they have that it's like where do where do you put them all with the Rays, they won't call them up too early because they also want to save their – they don't want the service time to start clicking or uh, to start going. But I could see him being a – like one of those September call-up kind of guys where they – you know, for, for September and then the playoffs. And then next year they start them, you know, call them up day one for opening day because they do that. The Rays love to do that, the, the September playoffs and then uh, the next year full, full mm-hmm. season. But yeah, this kid, this kid's impressive. Yeah, so they do love to do that. Uh, for a while, they were doing each of their pitchers one year at a like one level at a time, no matter what, which was pretty crazy. I think they've gotten away from that a little bit, thank goodness. Um, but the the Rays, the Rays do love to save that service time. Now the question is, with the new rules and draft pick compensation stuff, maybe they don't, especially for a guy like Curtis Mead. Like they seem to always have Curtis Mead type guys. You said it all up and down the roster. Um, you know, the Christian Arroyo, Curtis Mead, Isaac Paredes, Vidal Brujan, the list keeps going of guys that they've had or still have that are similar profiles. And so for me, maybe they do get those extra picks, get him in, get him through the first three years, and then maybe his fourth year arbitration, then trade him before he gets expensive and repeat the cycle. Yeah, yeah. But I think the and I need to go back and look at the the new CBA rules. But I think it is like the they get draft compensation if they win certain awards, and I think they have to start the season at opening day on opening day. Okay, interesting. So that's that's another thing. Like some of these kids could be held back even because of that. It almost plays two different ways. Well, it was for the first three years of their career. Oh, okay, okay. So like I mean, yeah. you can get you can get draft compensation for three straight years if you call a guy up. Now gotcha. what the draft compensation is, no one knows. Yeah. Um. Up next is Jimbo's guy, Roberto Campos, eighteen-year-old outfielder, almost nineteen, nineteen in June, but uh, an eighteen-year-old outfielder for the Tigers. I'm excited about this kid. Biased opinion, but I'm excited. So, um, so for Campos specifically, uh, Fangraphs gives him good projected game power and an average hit tool, uh, 
in average fielding, which makes him at least a, an interesting outfield prospect at the age of 18, can grow. Obviously, these are just what they think of him now. You never know what's going to happen with an 18-year-old kid as the as the years go on. Um, you don't know what's going to happen to like a 23-year-old kid. You watch Christian Yelich go from like a 20 home run hitter to a 40 home run hitter. You know, things can happen. And then he goes back to a like 10 home run hitter. So like crazy things happen in baseball. And um, for me, if you're 18 and you have decent scouting reports and decent statistics in complex league last year, he had 11% walk rate, 26% K rate this year, 8% walk rate, 22% K rate. Like those are right in the alley of, Hey, that's kind of interesting to me. Let's throw him in a box. Yeah. And see what he's, definitely, he's a hold if you get him because super high ceiling, low floor, one of those guys, he's, he's going to be putting up probably big numbers in the minors. Um, definitely one that if you, if you get something of him, throw in the box, do not sell too early. If you do sell, I will be buying. There you go. All right. Next up is Alvin Guzman or Guzman from the Diamondbacks, 20 year old outfielder. And this is a true, the reason I bring him up and there's actually one other guy I wanted to bring up. So I'm going to bring him up now. If I can find him really quick, um, the reason I want to bring up Guzman is because he is a true lottery ticket. Um, and I'm trying, I'm trying to find yeah. the guy. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I found him. Uh, so there's two guys on this list that are definite lottery tickets: Alvin Guzman and Josuar Garcia. Both twenty, both outfielders. And at least for Guzman, he's a 60 field, 60 speed, 60 raw power, 35 hit. Very yeah. concerning. For Josuar Garcia, it's Y-H-O-S-W-A-R. I don't actually know how to say it, but I'm going with Josuar. Uh, he is a 60 raw power, 70 speed, 60 field. So very similar. Um, his game power is a 40 compared to Guzman's game power of being a 55 and his hit is a 45 compared to Guzman's 35 hit, but they're just true, true lottery tickets. So when you're looking at like guys that are like, Hey, he could either absolutely flame out and be nothing or become an absolute stud. These are the two guys. I love it. Yeah. This kid, this kid's interesting. He's definitely uh, one of those high ceiling kids as well. It's uh, it's interesting. He, he he's got some speed to him. He's got power, but his hit tool, very curious on that. Um, I don't know how that, but he's definitely one I'll be watching. So a lot of these kids, you'll you you will hear me say that a lot because these kids are so young. It's hard to go. T- I try not to think too in depth about them because I I I have I put them in different tiers. And he's one where you know I'll find like if the, if I find stuff of him cheap, I'll snag it throw it in a box or if I pull it, I'll throw it in the box. But he's one that, you know, I would rather take the ride than not. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, look, you're you could probably get a color of Guzman for like five bucks. You know? You could probably get like a, a blue or an aqua or something like that for relatively cheap, maybe 10 bucks. And you put it in a box. And if he happens and it doesn't even you don't even need to you don't need to have him hit in double A AA or triple A. All you need him to do is show off those impressive tools in single A and you can make money. 
Yes. And I just thought of this with how many players, you know, how many young kids are in this checklist and it's so loaded. I bet a lot of these kids will probably be pretty undervalued on eBay mm-hmm. because there's so many of them. It's not like, a, like, Oh, there's only five people, you know, that you should go and go and buy that. I'm curious on that. So that's another aspect I just thought of. Inter- hmm. Yeah. That is interesting. Something I did not think about either. And also real quick, I know you guys are listening to this. Um, so some of these names I should probably be spelling out. John Kenzie Noel, J-H-O-N-K-E-N-S-Y. Noel, N-O-E-L. Like some of these names are weird. It might be hard to find on eBay if uh, you don't know how to spell them. So if we come past a really, like Alvin Guzman, not a weird name. Curtis Mead, not a weird name. Or Roberto Campos, not a weird name. But if we come past some weird names, We'll spell them out for you so you know how to look them up on Google later or on eBay later. And we will be that's why we'll be posting them on social media so they'll have it spelled out as well. I like it. So save Jimbo's posts. Well, um, next up, George Valera, old Georgie, Georgie, as I call him, because I've been hearing his name for like five years. And I've been waiting for a Bowman Chrome card of his for five years. He was supposed to have it in 2020. He didn't. I don't know why he didn't. When he was 19, he was projected. He, he, somebody has a Pat Bradasha from Topps Chrome Sapphire of him that he they had him auto later. I think it was his agent. Uh, has that card never been distributed or never got returned. I don't know what. Um, but George Valera finally has cards. 21-year-old outfielder for the Indians, and I would say he is a top 100 guy. Technically, he's number 105 on the top 100 list for fan graphs. Uh, they just do everyone that's a 50 future value or above ranked. He's number 105. And um, for me, George Valera was a lot more interesting back in the day than I guess he is now. Like, I'm still interested in him. He's got some power. He hit 19 home runs last year in 2021. He's got an insane walk rate this year at 18.3%. He's lowered his strikeout rate, but also he runs pretty low averages. Um, and he has been, he hasn't been getting to huge power throughout his minor league career. He did have 19 home runs, but that's not like it wasn't drastic. So I don't know. I just, I was more high on George Valera a couple years ago, and I'm almost to the point glad that he didn't have cards so that I didn't, because I would have put a ton of money into him. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to play devil's advocate because you played – we'll go back and forth. The So I think a big factor too is a lot of the, the minor league teams at Cleveland, like their affiliates, all very tough places to hit. Okay. So I think that's another factor. I'm not saying I'm a like, huge fan of him, but I'm going to keep an eye on um, all depending on the price of what his stuff sells for. But I definitely – like if – for me, if I see Indians breaks, he's, it's worth snagging uh, for this kid, if that makes and, sense. And and I like that. And I, I would say that I'm I'm still high on him, but like he's now a top 100 guy, right? And for me, just looking at his stats, if I'm investing in a top 100 guy, it's going to be pretty expensive. I'd rather grab a guy with similar stats in like a ball and just bank on him becoming a top 100 guy for much cheaper than already buying a top 100 guy. I agree. I agree. But it's it. So I'm really in one thing we should do, Nate, is go back and like go through this list again in a month and see where all their prices are. 
and then it would be an easier like oh i like this guy more because of the price or not like blah 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 because i like I'll, that because we like a lot would, of these guys that would color my opinion of george valera exactly like there's so but also if he's not expensive then i'm concerned there too because we've been hearing his name forever he's been a top 100 prospect for a couple of years and if he's not expensive that's also alarming i just yeah yes and no i mean alarming from like uh what do you have to do to become valuable in the Bowman Chrome prospect market if people aren't going to invest in them by now? True. Um, next up is, and we will spend very brief amount of time on him. Elijah Tatis is Fernando's brother. He's running a 47.5% K rate this year, uh, or he did last year in the complex league for Chicago, the Chicago White Sox complex Arizona league team 2021, or maybe they're in, Florida, I don't actually know. And uh, let me tell you, if you're striking out 47% of the time as a 19-year-old in complex, not even not even A-ball, um, I don't care that you're Fernando's brother. There's no chance. <laughs> there's literally no chance I'd ever buy a card of his. And if I pull any Elijah Tatis in breaks, I'm suggesting that people sell them instantaneously. And if I were to pull any myself, I would be selling them instantaneously. Let the hype of him being Tatis's brother fool other people into buying your card don't let it fool you into buying his cards yeah so far what i've seen i haven't seen him play live or anything like that but very alarming on the stat wise i yeah i if i'd probably be selling just because of his name you can always rebuy later yep and it should be mentioned that a lot of these guys are almost impossible to watch because a lot of them are in complex league and dominican summer league uh venues and just started a ball for the first time and if you don't live close to an a ball league you know you're probably not going to get to watch them unless you have milb.tv which if you do you know maybe you don't have as much time to watch all of these million different teams so hard to watch a lot of these guys play and you know some of them take for instance my guy jackson trurio like he's 18 outfielder hits has a a good hit tool. Actually, I'm going to pull up his Fangrass page. We're just skipping down to him, and then we'll skip back up. Uh, he has a good hit tool at 60 future for Fangrass. Um, 50 raw power, 60 speed, 60 field. Like he's he is less of a lottery ticket because if if we're having 360s, I'd rather it be hit speed and field than power hit speed and field because hit tool is important. He's got it. What's interesting here is that they give him a 45 game power, but he had an exit velocity of 105 mile per hour home run and 106 mile per hour home run just turned 18, 18 years old in one month. And he had those 105, 106 mile per hour exit velocities in the complex league, which is not something that is reported on. You have to find the right tweets. And also, you know, the Fangraphs guys aren't going to know, but now that he has that, it's like, Hey, wait a second. You're doing this as an 18 year, as a kid that just turned 18 hitting the ball that hard for home runs. Maybe it's not a 45 power. Maybe it's a 50 power. But the only reason I know that is because I saw the right tweets. You know, for a lot of these other guys, we will not have seen the right tweets. So there could be guys on this list that are projected 45 power that found something during the offseason and are now a 50, 55 and much more rosier picture. So keep that in mind. Um, And we just kind of covered Jackson Churio. So uh, we won't cover him again, but I will say this hit speed and fielding 
makes a very high floor. Um, you add in the exit velocities, and Jackson Churio is probably the one guy, and I know he's a brewer, but he's one of the few guys on this list that I'm like, yeah, actually, I would go out and buy those cards. Regardless if I have the money to do it, I want some of his cards. All right, moving on. Warming, Burnable. So warming, W-A-R-M-I-N-G, Burnable, B-E-R-N-A-B-E-L. Spelling bee. For my money, the most ridiculous name and also the coolest name in the entire set. He's a Colorado Rockies uh, 19-year-old third baseman. And what's interesting about like What's interesting about him, yeah, I like him too. You look at his you look at his projected tools, and they're pretty much average across the board except for speed. 55 hit, 50 power, 50 field, 40 speed. All right, I don't need him to have speed. He's a third baseman, whatever. Everything else is average. That's a nice little starting point for a 19-year-old. That can go up from there. He adds more, you know, he he changes things up, this and that. Some of those tools could go up. But also what's interesting is that you go to his walk and strikeout rates, and I'm a big walk and strikeout rate guy for these leagues because for walk rate, if you have a good eye, you usually keep a good eye. You know, if you show the propensity to be able to walk at 10% of the time, you'll probably be able to do that as you go forward. Now, you might strike out more as guys have nastier stuff and you're just swinging through it. But um, just from knowing the strike zone, it's it's a good it's a good skill that I feel translates forward better than some of these other things, and uh, he's walking ten point seven percent of the time, striking out fifteen point five percent of the time with average tools across the board. Yeah, that's a name I'm going to keep track of. Maybe not a name I buy into right now, but a name I'll keep track of. Yeah, I, I like this kid. I, I like what the Rockies are doing. They're building a pretty good farm system right now with hitters. Um. I think we're going to be talking about the Rockies quite a bit in about two or three years. I think they got something brewing. Okay. I like that. You know why? Because the Spokane Indians are a Rockies, I believe, high A affiliate. And uh, I will be living in Spokane in two months, a little less than two months. So uh, pretty exciting for me, if I don't say so myself, to actually have a good minor league system coming through there. Yeah. Uh, and cheap games. So. Very cheap. I'll be I'll be finding myself random nights during the summer. I'll be finding myself at uh, Spokane Indians games. All right. Next up on the list is the guy with quite possibly the highest upside of anybody on this list. I agree. Him and Watson. And, and that is Ellie De La Cruz. And I'd say I'd say Watson has a ton of upside. But we're talking He's a 5'9 shortstop. This is a 6'5 shortstop with 80-grade raw power. Like, it just doesn't get more upside than that. I don't think they'll stick him at short, though. I don't think so either. But that's the upside, you know? True. The upside is shortstop, 80-grade raw power, 70 speed. That's insane. The power speed as a 6'5 potential shortstop, it doesn't get much more upside than that. Now, of course, there's major red flags. Number one, he's probably not going to stick at shortstop. Number two, he's striking out 35% of the time, which is an increase from th- in, in high A, which is an increase from 31% of the time in low A last year. 
So um, usually you like to see these things kind of trend down as guys get older, even though they face up to stiffer competition. He is trending up. Rookie ball, 24%. Complex league, 27%. A ball, 31%. And high A, 35% strikeout rate. You know what? You know where high A, uh, Cincinnati's, or the Reds high A? You know what league that is? Midwest league. But just because it's hard to hit, get, home runs and stuff in that league doesn't mean it's hard to make contact. It right? snowed in Ohio like literally a week ago. But that doesn't mean a bat. No, thank you. Making contact would stink, but you can get warm. You can still swing a bat. 35% strikeout rate. You I are, moved down south. You are. Reason. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, uh, I live in Wisconsin. I've played yeah, high school know. baseball. You know, I, I know it. I get it. Uh, I lived in northern Wisconsin playing high school baseball, playing in the snow for the start of the season. You got a big beer to keep you warm. That's true. But what I'm trying to say is, Jimbo, you are silver lining the crap out of this guy <laughs> for his 35% strikeout rate. I just like to play the opposite. This is fun. I, I do like it. I'm just I'm just saying there is there is like um there is park factors. I don't believe that striking out 35% can be blamed on the league. Yeah, I agree. I'm curious to see what he does month by month. Another good, another good uh, time to bring that up is that you know, 35 percent he could trend down as the season goes on. Just alarming from my point of view is that he's year by year he's trending in the wrong direction. Um, but hopefully he trends in the right direction as the season goes on. So. Just real quick, the reason why I always bring up Midwest, the cold and all this, because I remember when I was in, uh, I don't even know where it was, Midwest League, the Colonels. I think it was the Twins uh, single A at the time up in Wisconsin or wherever wherever it is up there. And I remember we had a guy named Jose Jose from the Dominican. And we had a bunch of uh, Latin guys on our team that were huddled with like three jackets on with the heater. He stood so close to the heater. He caught on fire, literally. Oh my! And I, I remember talking to him. He goes, "I don't care. I was that cold. I was glad I caught on fire. This place is miserable." <laughs> and to this day, I realize I was like, I was talking to him, and I, they never like experienced cold in their life. That that is a very put fair it in point. perspective. And something that I didn't think about is the fact that all the, these guys are coming from these guys are coming from very warm weather yes. countries. I am a cold weather guy through and through. Yeah, you're uh, built for it. So, so yeah, I get that. I understand that, you know, experience that in the early going when you're not used to it can be pretty miserable. That being said, I also think, you know, cold weather will decrease some pitchers velocities and keep them from getting warm and command on curveballs and stuff. So it should still be, it should kind of even out. I would think. Uh. I could be wrong. <laughs> we gotta get uh, some of these guys on here and we'll talk about it. that'll be fun that would be fun we'll see we'll see uh what they have to say because obviously i don't have experience hitting in hitting in a ball i have experience hitting in high school in the cold that is not the same thing mm-hmm. um by any stretch of the imagination and uh so you know i don't really know what i do know is that i've had to throw in the cold before it doesn't feel like it goes as fast i've had to hit in the cold before <laughs> I feel like there's maybe a similar uh, detractor. So we'll get a pitcher and a hitter on here and talk to them. 
Um, next up, and we should go a little bit quicker because we are at 47 minutes. Yeah. And I was going to go through all these guys, but I don't think I'm going to be able to. So we're going to pick and choose from here on out. And um, But next is Dariel. Dariel? Dario Lopez, because I already have him up. 20-year-old third baseman slash shortstop for the Pirates. Again, big power, 60 game power, uh, 50 hit. Anytime you get a 50 and a 60 in any order for your hitting, no matter what your speed or fielding is, I'm interested. Um, He's striking out 31% of the time in the early going this year, which is unfortunate. Uh, He's raised his walk rate, lowered his strikeout, or lowered his walk rate, raised his strikeout rate, you don't love to see that, but that just means he should be pretty stinking cheap and you get a couple flyers and call it a day. You going to spell out his name too? <laughs> Spelling me? D-A-R-I-E-L. Lopez. There we go. All right. We're going to, I had Diego Rin, Rin, Rincones. 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 Uh, up. Oh yeah. I am going to bring up Diego actually, because there is, <laughs> I, there is one interesting point here. And so for Diego, they do not have, or oh, they do have, they do have, they have a scouting report and it's a 45 hit, 45 power, 40 speed, 40 field, 35 future value, 22 year old outfielder, obviously nothing to write home about type of guy that if he gets lucky with that scouting report is going to be a fourth outfielder, maybe one day, maybe get some MLB at bats, but here's what's interesting. If you go year by year, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2021, every single stop he's had in the minors, he's put up an above average WRC plus 110, 120, 128, 121, 118, 141, 140 until the early going of this year when he's got an 80 WRC plus and he's just not hitting for power, but he is walking 7% of the time and only striking out 7% of the time. So like for me, and he's getting pretty unlucky, BABIP of 267. Um, he will get to his power as the season heats up, right? And I do think that will flip around, and I think he'll probably put up another WRC plus of above 100, which is above league average for the league he is in. And it will be his, you know, since 2016, every single year he does it, which this the scouting report, not much to write home about, but just that is enough to keep me interested because this is the type of guy that gets no love, gets no love, gets no love, gets called up to the MLB, and all of a sudden he has an above-average MLB career. I agree. Throw in the shoebox. Yep, throw it in the shoebox. All right. Now, um, we're skipping. I had Nico Cavadas on here, skipping him, 23-year-old first baseman, big power, sky-high walk rate, and K-rate. Uh, Colson Montgomery, 20-year-old shortstop for the White Sox. He's 6'4", 205 pounds. He's got 60 uh, power, 55 field, and he's got really nice – Really, really nice walk in K rates to start the year. He played in complex league last year, and now he's an A ball. And he's got a 13% walk rate to only a 20% K rate. Interesting. He's only hitting 236, but everything else is interesting enough that I want to keep my eye on him. He will be definitely selling for a premium. I know a lot of people are excited about that kid. Yes. Um, Fidel Montero, outside of having a rough first name, um, he uh he was an 18 year old 18 year old outfielder with big power but also a 40 percent k rate in 2021 uh dominican summer league so like just because and i bring some of these guys up because just because they have big power and it's like interesting doesn't mean you should buy it because that's a terrifying k rate 
We brought up Jackson Churio already, so we'll skip him. Rosmar Quintana um, is interesting to me because he's a 19-year-old outfielder for the Nationals. He hasn't played above Complex League, but he's 50 or above on every tool. 50 hit, 50 game power, 60 raw power, 50 speed, and 55 field. And uh, he is also he's only played in seven games, but he's walking 30% of the time, striking out 25% of the time. You really can't do anything with that. What I will say, oh, that was last year, actually, in seven games, Complex League. He hasn't played this year in a ball. When he gets called up, just keep an eye on him because he's just interesting enough where he could be somebody that might pop off at some point. I like point. that kid. Yeah. I like it. Um, Henry Mendez, 18-year-old, 18-year-old Brewers prospect, outfielder. He's got a 60-grade hit tool and is Walking K rates are about 20%. Outside of that, everything's pretty meh on him. So you're really betting on his eye and his hit tool and hopefully developing power. Um, just keep an eye on it. One of the one of like six brewers first in this list. So if you buy into the brewers, you have a chance to get a lot of cards. Um, Max Muncie is the next guy in the list. 19-year-old shortstop, first round pick for the A's, 26 overall. He's got good power. He's got a good walk rate. He has a high K rate in the early going, but his OPS is really good. Um, we talked about him a couple weeks ago, so we do not need to rehash it here. That being said, anytime a first-round pick gets a a Bowman Chrome Auto, you got to pay attention. So Max Muncie, and we'll we'll skip to Trey Sweeney really quick because he's the same boat. First-round pick from the Yankees last year, 22 years old, 6'4", shortstop, big-time power. And uh, definitely the type of guy, especially with how the Yankees system is, you know, he's striking out quite a bit in the early going, but I'm not overly concerned about it. It's walking decently well with how the Yankees system is. And Jimbo, I think you'd agree here. Um, if you're a decent prospect, the Yankees are going to push you and push you and push you and you're going to become a big money guy. Yeah, they know how to market. Yeah. So there's that. And then uh, we talked about Josuar Garcia. Uh, Samad Taylor is interesting. He's a 23 year old second baseman for the blue Jays. He's got good speed. He's got a really good eye at the plate. He's got decent power. Um, I think he hit 10 plus home runs last year. The problem is he's a 23 year old second baseman for the blue Jays. That's ready for the majors. And where does he have a spot in on that blue Jays team? Yeah. I bet he'll be a, uh, like a bench role player type guy, but they already have those two injuries, That's injuries. Injuries. He has a spot with injuries, that's for sure. Um, they do have a ton of already utility guys that ahead of him and stuff, but injuries do happen. Production, lack of production happens, so that's nice. Um, Will Wagner was a guy I wanted to bring up quick. He's a 23-year-old shortstop with no scouting report on fan graphs. He has good high numbers in high A, but he's a college bat. So I'm just bringing his name up to show you that you can't always just scout stats and say, oh, he's got good stats. I'm going to invest in him. Now he's a college bat who's 23-year-old shortstop playing in A-ball. He needs to go up against better competition to see how he does. But if he continues, I could see him following a, like, Paul DeYoung path to the majors and being a competent major leaguer um, just because of his college roots but definitely not an investment by any means, which is why I bring him up. Do not invest in Will Wagner. Not worth it. Uh, the second, I would say the second biggest name on this list as of right now, um, 
though the biggest name on this list, if you're going by height, James Wood. <laughs> Padres 19-year-old outfielder. He is 6'7", 240 pounds. Need I say more? 6'7", baseball players do not grow on trees. Think Aaron Judge. Think Giancarlo Stanton. Think um, uh, O'Neal. And so, for me, just huge power, no speed, outfielder that is killing it in the early going. This He is going to cost a ton of money. He has three home runs in 55 plate appearances, four stolen bases, at 21% walk rate, only a 14% K rate, hitting 333 with a 491 on base and a 619 slugging. Like, he is going to be so expensive, um, but he's also the type of guy that I'm interested in because, again... Six, seven baseball players that have a pretty good feel for the strike zone can hit for massive power and uh, as least for right now, don't have massive holes in their in the strike zone. Interesting. I'm very excited about this kid. Very, very excited. I was buying some Padre breaks. I like it. All right. And then let's let's a couple more here. Joshua Baez. Big power outfielder, 18-year-old outfielder for the Cardinals. Um, one of those things where, again, another just big-powered, young 18-year-old, going to be 19 in June, big-powered outfielder. Who knows what happens with him? He hasn't played in 2022 yet. People are going to be excited because he's a Cardinal. They're going to be excited because he has big power, and he's just another lottery ticket. He's like 70-grade raw power as an 18-year-old. That's pretty impressive. He's 6'4", 200 pounds. He'll probably put on some weight. Yeah. Cardinals know what they're doing historically, so yeah. always put that in as a factor. They they really do, um, as much as I hate to say it. Dustin Harris, he was a Fangraphs pick, pick to click. Uh, I don't really know if I agree with it if he stays at first base. He's 22-year-old first baseman. He's got an above-average hit tool and average speed but he doesn't have the power of a first baseman. So I could see him becoming a top 100 prospect if he's able to move off first base. But if he stays at first base, a first baseman that hits for power already isn't that valuable. A first baseman that's not hitting for power, even less valuable. That kid's impressive. I, I'm going to take a flyer on this kid. You like him? I'll you take a flyer on him. think he stays at first base? Yeah. But he I doesn't think have that- but I think it's I, I think it's interesting. Also, you got a real like you got a forecast in a couple of years. The Rangers could be pretty solid in relevant. Yeah. and then but, protected lineup. A lot of stuff that that I like. Yeah, but he uh, won't be. But he won't be the face of the of the franchise. And just for me, you know, he has sixty grade raw power, but forty five game raw power, which means his swing is not geared for power. So unless he goes through a swing change, and if he goes through a swing change, maybe he's not hitting for average as well. Um, so it's just like one of those things where it's concerning if you yeah. have raw power in you and are not getting to it. Like there's things that can go wrong when you try to get to it. Yeah, but uh, the way I look at it, and it's it's all depends on price. That's a huge factor for me. So depending on price, I don't care. If, like if it's like a ten to fifteen dollars. Now, like when I say I'll be taking a flyer on him, I'll be taking a flyer if it's that cheap because. I don't, if he goes up to 30, you double your money. Like, that's how I look at that. uh, Hey, I love that. I'm a big bargain guy. I'm a big bargain guy. So I, I like that. I just, um, for me, it's, it's like, there's some guys, if they're just insanely good at certain things, like Evan White, you know, insanely good defensively, first base, ton of speed, 
hit tools really good. I'm like, all right, you know, but no power. I'm like, maybe if he does a swing change, maybe I'm willing to risk that because everything else is so good. It's just too interesting for me to not be interested in Dustin Harris. Like none of the other stuff is that amazing where I'm like, I feel like I could spend $15 in a better way. Yeah. Good. That's all. Um, Next up is Felix Valerio. I think we talked about him. 70 hit tool. So we won't, we won't continue talking about him. 21 year old second baseman for the Brewers. 70 grade hit tool was the highest hit tool on this list. That in and of itself. Interesting. Darren Baker, real quick, Dusty Baker's son, 23-year-old second baseman, has put up decent stats. I think he'll be more interesting as Dusty Baker's son than anything he might actually do. Yeah. Trey Sweeney, we talked about him. The last two guys I want to talk about, Denzer Guzman. So we had Alvin Guzman. Now we have Denzer Guzman. And uh, he is an 18-year-old. 18 years old, two months. Just turned 18 on February 8th. And for me, again, 50 hit tool, 50 raw power, 50 field. You got 350s in there. I'm interested. You're 18 years old. I'm interested. So like age and that combined with last year, he's a he's an Angels prospect. Last year, he had a 12% walk rate to a 14% K rate. Like all of that adds up to a guy that I'm interested in. Do I think he's going to become a star? No. Do I think there's maybe a slight percent chance? And if he's super cheap, I'll buy a card over two of his and put it in a box and see what happens. Yes. And that's a lot of these guys. All of them. Pretty, pretty much all of them. That's there's it. a ton of guys on this list. There's very few guys where I'm like, no, I would not buy that guy. And then there's a, a decent number of guys on this list. They're young enough and just have just enough interesting things where I'm like, yeah, I'm interested now, obviously like 70% of prospects fail. So a lot of these guys are going to fail, but if they're cheap enough, you buy enough of them. The ones you hit on should really make up for the ones you miss on. And you should come out positive. I agree. I agree. And I really think a lot of this stuff, a lot of these guys will be pretty cheap for a while because there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. I just keep thinking that over and over. I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's so I, many. I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you. Like I never thought I didn't, that thought did not cross my mind, but it's there now. And I'm, I'm excited about it. Lastly, the last guy on our list, not not the final guy. We skipped over a ton of guys, obviously. Um, but the last guy I want to talk about is Alan Serda, C-E-R-D-A. And Alan is the fifth overall prospect for the Cincinnati Reds, which is in and of itself impressive. He's got big power, 60 games, 70 raw, 50 speed, 50 field. 45 plus future value outfielder here. He's 22 years old. He's 6'3. And it's just interesting enough. He's striking out a ton in the early going, 34% in 70 plate appearances, but also walking 20%. He's just standing up there. Yeah. Yeah. He's not swinging. He's barely, <laughs> he's, he's barely swinging um, or making, he's making contact. He's too cold, dude. Less. 45% of the time, you know, because 55% of the time he's walking or striking out. <laughs> but it's just interesting enough for me to be like, hey, if he figures something out this year in a ball as a 22 year old, there's no reason he couldn't be a top 100 guy in in double A next year or triple A. Now, will people care about the Reds? Will people care about a 23 year old outfielder? I don't know, but I fully expect this guy to be uber cheap. Yeah, he's one. 
I see something uh, low, like low numbered of him cheat. I will buy and throw him the box. Yeah. Um, but that's all the guys I have. I have one quick point to remake just so everyone understands. A ton of these guys are super young. Yeah. Some of these guys have no fan graph scouting reports. They might have like an MLB, but I was using fan graphs. Some of these guys are going to be hard to find anything on Twitter of, you know, outside of card guys looking for cards. You look up their name and it'll be card guys being like, oh, I got this card for sale. But trying to find actual viable information on them is tough. So there's going to be a ton of guys in here that could blow up at one time or the other. And they're going to be dirt cheap right now. So just just know that just because they don't look exciting now doesn't mean they won't be exciting later. And if you get any firsts, I mean, there's certain firsts, right? There's going to be firsts of certain guys, and I'll bring one up right now, Adrian Sugatsi. He's got no power. He's got no speed. He's a 19-year-old catcher. I'm sorry, a hit tool catcher at 19 that also isn't a very good fielder just isn't that interesting to me. He could develop into a decent fielding catcher with a good hit tool. That's still not going to – that you're not going to make any money on that guy ever. I'm going to clip that and send it to him so he has motivation to be awesome. I like it. I like it. Don't do that, but I like it. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's there's certain guys in here, but there's also just a million 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old outfielders and shortstop second baseman, and that is where the money is at. We have a ton of them in here, and there are going to be guys that stink, 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 and then two years, three years from now, blow up. Great year, and all of a sudden people are like, oh, he finally did it, and your one $2 Bowman Chrome cards start going for five. And that's not huge money, but if you just hold on to them and you wait, you can make your money on these boxes. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like this, this is an incredible mutual fund type aspect of a checklist. And one thing that I want to bring up is like usually like it doesn't take much for – for a product to, to hold value and go up. Like as like, let's say, you know, you look in the past, like it only takes one or two guys for that for sealed wax to go up. And with how much excitement there is about baseball in general, how much excitement there is about this checklist, I'm sure this is probably going to be the most Rick Bowman, like, like the first week than we've had in a long time. And I truly, like, I'm a big believer in, in holding sealed wax, the right kind of sealed wax. This is one that is very interesting for the prices of release day. Like, I think this stuff can only go up. I mean, there's, there's 87 Bowman first, like five of them are going to be, are going to come out of nowhere and be good. And we don't know which ones, who they are necessarily like Khalil Watson could be a complete buzz. Like some of the guys were really high on. But mm-hmm. the, then there's some guys that we don't eat, like barely even talked about that come out of nowhere and become amazing that if, if you don't want to take the risk of guessing, there's other options. And even myself, I do that because I, I just, it's, it's so easy. It's like free money. Yeah. Hey, you know, we, again, I'm going to bring up the 2020 Bowman. Tried that. Didn't end up holding long enough, but like if you would have held, if you would have bought Bowman earlier this year for $325 a box, You'd be sitting on a $600 box right now. And that's with Jason Dominguez being a disappointment because mm-hmm. who took his place? Anthony Volpe. Isn't you that know? crazy? Like even the the guy that was most exciting, you know, you have Bobby Witt in that. But 
it, even with the biggest name, like international signings in a long time and, you know, not doing as well as we thought. And that product's still going up. Yep. It's crazy. And, and obviously Jason Dominguez is still expensive. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's not like he was a disappointment as in the market tanked on him, but, but it's just, it just goes to show you that you can have this product. Khalil Watson can be trash or Max Muncy can be trash or somebody like that could be trash. And it might not matter because exactly. Ellie De La Cruz might become the number one prospect in baseball in two years. Would anybody bat an eye if that happened? Probably not. Yeah. So, um, Jimbo, any last any last thoughts on here? Because it's uh, almost an hour and ten minutes, so we should probably yeah. wrap it up. Well, we'll just wrap it up quick. I had a few things, but it's all good. We'll wrap it up. We'll save it for next episode. All right. I like it. Uh, and we have another episode coming out on Friday, so I'm sure we'll probably just pick up this conversation where we left off, and maybe we'll have some uh, price early price updates for you. I'm excited. All right, guys. Well, that is all we have for the 2022 Bowman Baseball release. Thank you guys for listening. Please enjoy today. Enjoy your rips if you got any boxes. Enjoy your breaks if you're jumping into any of those. Or enjoy just watching other people break product. Uh, it should be a very good time. Jimbo, are you guys ripping any product on like Loop? Yep. So we, uh, as the Kentucky Roadshow, we will have product in our shop in Lexington and uh, we'll be on Loop. Um, and uh, yeah roadshowcards.com and we'll have some good stuff and you can also on instagram message me and uh if you want to know when our schedule is we have a lot of it we'll be ripping a lot of it i am so pumped i get this is like my favorite sweet well there you go if you need a place to rip you know where to go kentuckyroadshow.com and actually no roadshowcards.com 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 Well, Jimbo, thank you for joining today. I am pumped for 2022 Bowman Baseball. I know you are. I hope everyone listening is pumped for Bowman Baseball. And we will talk talk to you guys again on Friday. See you. Happy Bowman Day.